Hello, welcome everyone. I'm Bruce. I'm Greg. And I'm Casey. Together, we will dive into the mysterious world of the hit TV show, Supernatural. Join us as we follow Sam and Dean on some crazy adventures as we break down episode by episode and have some fun along the way. Today's episode, Season 2, Episode 9, Croatoan, premiered on December 7th, 2006, directed by Robert Singer and written by John Scheiben. We are Natural, Natural friends. 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 We've got our pal Greg, we've got our guy Bruce, they've got their other friend who's pretty cool. We're gonna spend some time with Sam and Dean, we're gonna kill some monsters and break down a scene. Remember, spoilers ahead. This week on Supernatural, Sam has a premonition that Dean killed a guy. The boys then drive straight to the scene of the crime to see if they could prevent it. They stumble upon a town plagued by some sort of demon-like infection. Then everyone in town just kind of disappears, just like Roanoke. At the end of the last episode, they had that, like... Next time on Supernatural, they did a weird like. Soon. Yeah, I. This is the one part that I saw, where he he was coming in with a gun. I think it was the same scene. Yes, it's almost okay, like okay. it's That's... almost like your own secret dream, Bruce. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, so now I'm caught up. So whatever. <laughs> That's all I got spoiled on. I thought Dean was gonna finally kill a guy. Well. I mean, we'll get to it. <laughs> we'll get to that. So. Plenty of time to talk about that. Um, but first off, uh, are you guys also just completely used to Sam's new hairstyle and find it weird when you see his old hairstyle in the previously on? Yeah. No, I I probably don't pay enough attention. Oh, how much time do you think he works on his hair before these episodes? Well, I think his hairstylist takes a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. On his hair. <laughs> I think they have someone for I that. I think he's doing a crossword <laughs> on his phone, on his Blackberry. <laughs> Sometimes I look at it and I'm like, that, that's way too perfect for being in like a crisis situation. <laughs> <laughs> so in that first scene, uh, how did you guys feel about the slow motion in this episode? <sighs> yeah, I didn't like it, but I also like I knew it was a style choice. It wasn't just like shoddy slow motion it's just like they chose for it to be choppy like that and I, I just don't like it yeah so it definitely looks weird and awful in this first scene and then later when we see it again i started to wonder um because i didn't fully remember this episode um so i was starting to wonder if it was being used also as like a plot device because throughout the rest of the episode, you it only happens whenever someone reveals they're infected and they start to attack. So right. then it's, it makes you start to think that, oh, Dean was Dean is infected in that secret dream. Oh. Which would have been a cool plot device if it oh, would kind of foreshadow that with the slow motion. Uh, but that's, yeah, that's not at all what happened. <laughs> but otherwise it is, and that's, that's neat. <laughs> yeah. After Sam has the dream and they're driving to the the crime scene. Are we going to talk about Verizon Navigator? Yeah, we are. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just loved the little plug. And I remember using that when it came out. And it was the coolest thing ever until the free trial was over. 
And then your parents were like, nah, you got to stop. Yeah, because what? They wanted like an extra $20 a month or something wild to use it. I never even attempted to use it. Well, that reminds me. I saw a post on, uh, I think it was Reddit today. It was this like this thing we should all be embarrassed about now. <laughs> it was this uh, the app with like, it looks like a beer and you tip it and it empties. <laughs> And then, like, in the comments, people are like, do you guys remember the Zippo lighter? Uh, and, yep. like, we should all be embarrassed for ourselves. <laughs> like, how? And uh, it, which also reminds me of um, when they came out with the Apple iPhone. If you see videos of that, Steve Jobs, like, just scrolling, everyone goes nuts. So, like, ooh. <laughs> so... Anytime I see all this old technology, it just reminds me of those things. The Zippo was cool as hell, though. <laughs> it was, but it's so tough. Oh, man. So I love this whole continued idea of Sam being able to perfectly identify where his secret dreams are taking place. I don't know if it's becoming like a trope at this point or if it's just Sam's a great detective. Yeah, it's almost like he's becoming like a Sherlock Sherlock Holmes at this point where he's like looking for the detail. Like he already knows that he needs to look for these details during his dreams. Yeah, that's what I was wondering if he's actively watching these secret dreams like, okay, where's the poster that tells me where I am? Or if it's um, that he just can recall them so vividly. Yeah, I was I was going to say like, oh, this might be a skill thing, but you in your everyday life don't need to actively track where you are because you're the one going there. So it wouldn't be a skill he picked up to look at random posters to, to confirm his location. <laughs> yeah. He seems like he's in a lot of distress during these dreams. Um, so I would guess it's more the latter um, just because I don't see him being like calm and like collected in his like thoughts during that. <laughs> he was on the floor this time. <laughs> well, either way, uh, Sam realizes they need to go to River Grove, Oregon, taking us to the Pacific Northwest for the first time. It's been a long time since we've been on this side. Since yeah. the pilot? Yeah, I think so. So on the way to River Grove, Sam and Dean are having an argument about whether or not Dean would kill a guy. And <laughs> I'm just immediately thinking whether or not it's finally going to happen. Will Dean finally get to kill a man? Yeah, I've been looking for this for a while. And I was very excited because he did in the dream. And I was hoping it was a uh, the type of prophecy that you, you could not intervene with. Well, if you take it completely literally, it did. Did it? Well, the shot of Dean holding the gun and shooting the man in the secret dream is the exact same shot that is used whenever Dean actually kills a woman later oh like standing at the same spot and everything well it's just a close-up on the gun fire okay but it's the 100 exact same shot that they used okay that's pretty neat so yeah they didn't stop it like most of his dreams well i i don't think that was the intention of it <laughs> they just used I, the footage they just used the yeah the exact same footage i think that was really it <laughs> Like, oh, this is good footage of this gun firing. Let's use it twice. <laughs> so they go to the scene of the crime. Which is illogical. It just, it does not make sense. You see 
your brother kill a guy and you know where it happened. You don't want your brother to kill an innocent person. So why would you go to the place where it happened? Boots, you want to take this one? Story? No. um, (laughs) Because that's what that episode's about. I mean, the idea is that something crazy. There's a really good reason that you would have to make that shot. So, like, to go see what's going on there that they can save those people, possibly. I would like to think is their mindset. But I I understand. You're like, what if we just don't go at all? (laughs) It can't come true at all. Yeah. Yeah, to add on to what bruce said i mean dean says it on their when they're in the car on the way um every time sam has a vision it's connected to the yellow eyed demon mm. which is obviously something which is they're also after the yellow eyed demon so of course they're going to go uh yeah it would be weird if they didn't go yeah that's a good point and i mean he also said like well if i if i killed a guy in your dream he, he must not have been good like yeah so i guess i guess it makes sense because also the dreams are like goofy too so like whether he's interpreting them right as well like there could be something different going on as we've seen happen yeah oh there oh that's that's when he uses the line quote i'm not gonna waste an innocent man and I just immediately was like, but boy, am I itching to waste a non-innocent man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe this is the time. Um, so they get to River Grove and meet up with Sarge. And we finally have aliases again. Dean introduces them <gasps> as Billy Gibbons and Frank Beard. Oh. Who are... The drummer... From Def Leppard. Nope. Uh, no, they're in ZZ Top. <sighs> ZZ Top. Ah, I'm never going to get those. Uh, can I say on this part, I I was getting riled up because they pull into town and immediately see one of the guys. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, come on. They just pull in and happen to see it. And then I looked it up. And what's the town called? River Grove, Oregon. River Grove, Oregon has a population of 370. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'll allow. <laughs> Pretty good odds. <laughs> but also, there's a lot of strings being pulled, Greg. That's so true. That's good. They're just point. being led to him. It's this whole time, Bruce, ever since your <laughs> first prediction of that last season. Yep. It just keeps going. I, I liked how like nonchalant they were. Like they both brought out the badges and like whipped them down. They're like, oh, and then they just kept talking. <laughs> They really like to use that U.S. Marshal's identity. Yeah. I mean, it looks official from far away. I would like to look up the, a U.S. Marshal like, uniform, though. Like That's what I was going to say. <laughs> like, what is a U.S. Marshal dress code? Um, I'm pretty sure in, uh, in The Fugitive, they just, I think they just wore what they wanted. I mean, I guess if they're trying to be undercover, but at the same time, like, why would you tell somebody that you're <laughs> a U.S. Marshal at that point? <laughs> so. Is there a better action thriller than The Fugitive? I I need to rewatch it. It's so good. <laughs> Did Sam run into that pole? Is that what made him look back at it? I don't know. I thought they were just walking past it. I th- okay. I thought he bumped into it. Yeah, I didn't look that closely at it. <laughs> just stumbled onto the plot. <laughs> well, you I, either way, Sam takes a second look at the pole and sees the word Croatoan on it. I get why 
they did that because they're like detectives and they were looking for this kind of stuff. But I would have walked past that and been like, yep, that's just uh, kids being kids. They yeah. write Croton on things. But the, um, before you knew what Croton was before this? No. Do okay. you guys want to learn well, about Croton? <laughs> <laughs> I would love to, Greg. Sure. All right, this comes to us from uh, history.com titled, What Happened to the Lost Colony of Roanoke? The origins of one of the America's oldest unsolved mysteries can be traced to August 1587 when a group of about 115 English settlers arrived on Roanoke Island off the coast of what is now North Carolina. Later that year, it was decided that John White, governor of the new colony, would sail back to England in order to gather a fresh load of supplies. But just as he arrived, a major naval war broke out between England and Spain, and Queen Elizabeth I called on every available ship to confront the mighty Spanish Armada. In August 1590, White finally returned to Roanoke, where he had left his wife and daughter, his infant granddaughter, and the other settlers three long years before. He found no trace of the colony or its inhabitants, and few clues to what might have happened apart from a single word, Croatoan, carved into a wooden post. Investigations into the fate of the lost colony of Roanoke have continued over the centuries, but no one has come up with a satisfactory answer. Croatoan was the name of an island south of Roanoke that was home to a Native American tribe of the same name. Perhaps then, the colonists were killed or abducted by Native Americans. Other hypotheses hold that they tried to sail back to England on their own and got lost at sea, that they met a bloody end at the hands of Spaniards who had marched up from Florida, or that they had moved further inland and were absorbed into a friendly tribe. In 2007, efforts began to collect and analyze DNA from local families to figure out if they're related to the Roanoke settlers, local Native American tribes, or both. Despite the lingering mystery, it seems there's one thing to be thankful for. The lessons learned at Roanoke may have helped the next group of English settlers who would found their own colony 17 years later, just a short distance to the north at Jamestown. Have you guys ever seen Storm of the Century? Yeah. I borrowed it from you. I have not, no. So Storm of the Century is a TV uh, miniseries written by Stephen King that actually has a plot point involving Roanoke in it. Um, fantastic miniseries. Everyone should watch it. And spoilers, um, the idea of Roanoke, the Roanoke mystery in um, that show was that a demon caused everyone from Roanoke to walk into the Atlantic and drown themselves. Okay. That's awesome. That's a good theory. That's probably what happened. Yeah. After Sam explains the whole story of Roanoke to Dean, um, they decide it's time to call on some help, maybe from Bobby, maybe from Ellen, who really knows, except definitely not Joe. And they go to make a phone call, but no signal, and the phone lines are dead. I am just was impressed that they had a payphone in general there. I didn't realize the cell phones being out was going to be a plot point at first. I thought it was just <laughs> bad service were. there. Um, because <laughs> I'm still not sure if my parents' old house has cell phone service. 
Um, but before when uh, Sam is explaining uh, the Roanoke thing, my favorite line is when Dean's just like, I know about things. I know how bills become laws. <laughs> He's like, that's not school. That's schoolhouse rock. <laughs> just a fun little. They had all kinds of quips in this one. Uh, I enjoyed it's it. It's pretty good. So the boys take the information they got from Sarge about where to find the potential victim of Dean Dwayne and head to his family's house where Dwayne's brother answers the door and immediately just comes across like a smug asshole. Right. I was thinking like if I had somebody show up at my house like, hey, where's your brother? I I wouldn't be like, he's on a fishing trip out in blah, blah, blah. Like he was so like like weird (laughs) the way he answered the questions. I believe Dean describes it as way too Stepford. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get that reference. I need to rewatch it. I'm not even sure if I saw the whole thing. It's the Stepford Wives, right? Yep. And they're either, I see, I need to rewatch it. They're either brainwashed or robots, and I can't remember which, but they're, yeah, they're very like programmed uh, with their oh, okay. responses. Yeah. They're robots who um, pretty much enslaved as wives. Yeah. But they have that like weird, unsettling politeness to them. <laughs> I like how Sam and Dean uh, interrogated these people, but like nonchalantly. I like how they asked the dad specifically, like, can your wife come here? Even though uh, they he already said she was busy or something like that. Like, <laughs> it was just a cool way to like, I'm still just casually talking to you, but also I want to make sure you guys are telling the truth. Yeah, that was a really good job. Like, I was worried that um, it was going to turn out that, like, mom was actually dead or something. Yeah. But no, it was just he was he was catching on to something was off. And speaking of mom, uh, she's actually tied to a chair with her son trying to bleed on her. (laughs) You know how sons do. Did you guys catch the music during this scene? Not this scene specifically. No, I don't remember it. It, like, went real. I don't know what I want to call it. Campy almost. Um, when they went around the corner um, and were like doing their sneak, it was like, when they went inside, it, it, it made more sense where the music was like it fit that scene more. Um, but <laughs> them just like casually sneaking outside, it felt like almost like a Looney Tunes. Like, <laughs> I really like the music for this episode. Uh, I don't know about that specific scene, but I specifically noticed this episode's music and I normally don't notice at one point it it felt like an 80s movie music for some reason and i don't know why but um regardless it was very good so the brothers hop through the window to try to save mom and that's when it happens what was the scene <laughs> well we get our slow motion to show that someone's infected maybe and dean just finally gets to shoot a guy he kills a guy he killed a guy we did it. He didn't even Yay. like shoot to injure. He just he straight shot to, to the chest. Yep. It was like two or three shots, right? Like he wasn't yeah. messing around. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure every time Dean shot someone, it was three shots. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta make sure. Which I then I did like the fact that Sam wasn't able to kill the brother and he got away. Because I think it would have been a, like a very inconsistent twist on what we've seen before if Sam ended up killing someone too. All right. 
But that kid just straight jumped through a window. That was cool. Yeah. Crazy. Bruce, did you think that was going to be the last we saw of that brother? Um, Probably not because they had a specific conversation about, you didn't shoot him. Like, why would he shoot him at that point? He's running away. <laughs> was that the last we saw of him? I, no. Now that no. you mentioned, did we see him at the block? When? At the red block. Okay. Yeah. They take mom to the local clinic to try to get healed up. And Dean is just carrying a dead body inside. <laughs> this, this whole scene was so awkward. Like, I I didn't realize how isolated we were in this town. Because I was like, why would you go to the first hospital instead of this, like, makeshift Med Express? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, he just, you know, he brings in this lady who's, like, bleeding pretty badly at that point and then carries a like a dead body which i was like maybe he's still alive a little bit but no just brings his corpse just casually i was pretty confused about that because because he carried him in i was like is he really still alive because he got shot three times (laughs) um and yeah yeah i i thought kind of the same thing of like just leave him there you know so at this point um i had already forgotten about the whole phone lines thing so in my head, I, I was thinking like, OK, she's going to wonder, like, why didn't they call the cops or something like that? But I don't know. The, they explain it again, thankfully, for simpletons like me <laughs> and uh, re reference the fact that the phone lines are down. Yeah. And no, Sam was real smooth with that because um, they said they're U.S. Marshals again. And uh, she's like, well, tell me you have a radio in the car. Well, yeah, we do, but it crapped out like everything else. Like, just real smooth. My favorite was Dean's, like, uh, I'd show you my badge, but... uh... (laughs) (laughs) And while they're at this clinic, after mom gets patched up a little bit, uh, she describes what happened to her family as uh, they, like, suddenly turned on her, and it was like they had the devil in them. But it's I think we've seen this before, where someone is using a metaphor to describe something, and the boys just take it literally. I mean, to be fair, like that describes something and you're like, oh, OK, well, you got to be cl- like it, it's got to be close to what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this whole episode, like this is not the only instance. Everyone is very cool with loved ones dying. <laughs> <laughs> just felt like we just didn't even blink. Well, so we have. The lady's husband died, but she didn't really have time to process that anyway. Like they were going to treat her and her husband died because he was a psychopath. So like she she kind of had that going for her. And then later when Dwayne's parents are both dead at that point, no one tells them for a minute. <laughs> for right. quite a while. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I guess even later on, though, like by the time Dwayne would have figured it out. Yeah, wow. we don't get much processing. Yeah. I mean, we know why, though. Right. Yeah, but they're not like choked up immediately or like need to take a minute. Maybe they would just skipped over it. Or even specifically loved ones. Just people dying in general in this episode yeah. was weird. <laughs> like <laughs> The doctor de- did get upset at Dean and say that you just killed my neighbor. Yeah, that's true. She showed some, uh, a little bit of... <laughs> anger i guess (laughs) (laughs) the boys come up with the plan of dean traveling to the next town over to try to see if he can get some help there and bring it back for them that's when he uh finds a bloody car yeah the car seat 
Yeah. So I made it a point to like look at it with the emergency brake pulled. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I was like, it's not it's not an accident. They stopped first. Was that ever explained? That, that's what I was going to say. I thought it was really interesting that that wasn't explained. Like, I like the fact that it wasn't explained. Yeah. yeah. It was just kind of a side effect of everything else that was happening around here. It was a lot of blood, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. And a real big knife. But you you have to, like, as far as, like, infecting people, you wouldn't need a lot of blood. Huh. Later on, they talk about how, like, they drug the one body out and, like, cut it up. Mm-hmm. So, like, so, like, I don't know if that's a thing. Like, now we're starting to talk, like, mob mentality. They dragged a body and cut it up? Uh, they talked about Mr. Rogers later on. I think, like, <laughs> he said that he brought, they they drug him out of wherever he was and, and were cutting cut him, him all up. over. Oh, uh, okay. So I guess that could be where all the blood's coming from. And yeah. we're just going to pretend that there was not a baby in that car. And <laughs> <laughs> But after that, Dean keeps on driving and comes up to a uh, little armed militia block in the road there. Yeah. And, oh boy, do these guys have a stormtrooper level of accuracy with their <laughs> shooting. <laughs> this was a really fun scene. For me, so they had a roadblock and he asked why. And as soon as they said the word quarantine, I was just like, ugh, I don't want it. <laughs> so like the rest of this episode was tainted with that. Um, but it's a fun scene and that's the coolest action we've gotten with the car so far. I don't know. You guys were pretty big fans of Route 666. I don't know if this tops it. It does. I mean, he just drove <laughs> does, straight lines. <laughs> he made that corner into the driveway. Yeah, uh, yeah that was pretty good. But this time he threw a guy. <laughs> he <laughs> held on pretty good. <laughs> and not a single bullet hit the Impala that day. <laughs> I like his conversation with the, uh, uh, what was he, a sheriff or something? No, it wasn't even the sheriff. It was just a random guy. Oh, uh, he's like, he's, uh, you know, you're a pretty good looking guy, but uh, <laughs> you're not my type or something along those lines. Oh, that Dean. He's always always got those uh, those jokes. While Dean's finding this roadblock, um, the doctor is checking out the blood of these people for no reason, right? Yeah. <laughs> Especially later when she confirms that it took three hours for it to develop or whatever. Well, I don't th- I don't think she meant then. I think she meant like from the time that she was brought in to when she. First saw the sulfur in the blood. It was three hours. Okay. I don't think she was watching it for three hours. Okay. But yeah, like at this point, there was there was zero reason for this doctor to be checking out the blood of this woman, right? I mean, was she hurt? Yeah, she was hurt. But if you go to the yeah, doctor but like for a stitches, physical wound. Yeah. Yeah. You go to the doctor know. for stitches, they don't check it under a microscope. That's true. I don't know. I every I feel like every time I go to the doctor, they want to see my want my blood work done so <laughs> it feels like a doctor thing to do at, at this point like i don't know just take some blood out and look at it i think we're supposed to accept the fact that the doctor was leaning really heavily towards like some sort of chemical issue dependency thing because her husband and son so suddenly acted so strangely so uh, yeah I think that's what we're supposed to accept, but I still don't accept it. That like, 
<laughs> oh, because they bled on you. Let's look at your blood. Like, yeah, like that'll show that, us the answers. It doesn't make sense. But either way, we find out sulfur uh, or something that looks like sulfur is in the blood of this woman. So I, I've always been looking out for bookshelves, but now I'm just going to laugh. Anytime Sam is unable to slam against a wall, I'm just going to chuckle. <laughs> so this time it was like a medicine cabinet thing, and it just cracked me up. I was a little bit nervous when he hit that, because it was not It was like glass, wasn't it? It's got glass yeah, panels. it shattered. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah, that's when we get more slow motion, and it's revealed that the lady is infected and attacks Sam, and uh, he talks it over with Dean about how their dad actually had a theory about Roanoke and that it was some type of demon virus um, from a demon who was named Croatoan. Uh, so Dean decides the only thing that they can do at that point is kill a lady. Does this feel like a big jump? Yep. <laughs> okay. Yep, it did. <laughs> so this whole time Pam is arguing against killing this woman and I thought she was going to win out at the end. But no, every, like Sam, Dean, and Sarge are just fully on board that we should kill this lady. Yeah. Um, so from like a pragmatic standpoint, it did make sense. But like, it's weird for this show, especially because there's almost always like a way around this. Or uh, right. um, there like was a, a cure. There was a yeah, stab him with something uh, like whatever yeah i i guess we don't really have infection style things very like the most we've got or the only other one we gotten was actual possession in which case they, they did kill guys but uh but for the, we also we did get exorcisms for those so we're used to like kind of helping people um <laughs> yeah this 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 episode hits hard i just think it's interesting that like in any other episode Sarge would have been the person who would have killed the lady yes. but for this time we specifically avoided that but then also there's not really any follow up to the fact that um Dean has now killed someone cuz nobody in, cares well in like a very similar manner to the um secret dream that Sam had which they do make a big deal out of later Oh, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's the same concept, except for they like they diagnosed her. But he, right, yeah, yeah like it, it's the exact same idea. So yeah, the 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 nuance, if you will, later is the innocent until proven guilty concept of they they weren't sure, and he's like, well, we're not taking that chance, and it was the wrong call. So good thing he didn't go through with it. But yeah. for the mom, it it was definitely the right call unless well i mean really it was the wrong call because if he would shot him he would have found out he was a demon then but it's fine they don't know that wait say that again so in sam's secret dream dean shoots Dwayne. right if that happens they find out that Dwayne is a demon right because he flies out in smoke or he just he just wouldn't die like maybe he just wouldn't go anywhere that's true so you're saying an actual demon. Dwayne's a demon. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. I was so thrown off. What are you talking about? Uh, Maybe at that point. Yeah. Or he might have pulled a Meg point. to just play dead for an hour and then and then 
smoke out. I forgot he was an actual demon. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's like, he was correct for the wrong reasons. <laughs> or he was wrong for the correct reasons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the right thing w- would have been to shoot him and find out he's a demon. Ultimately. like, But he didn't because he didn't want to kill a man. Yeah, 2020 randomly. hindsight, yes, it was yeah. the right thing <laughs> right. to do. Yeah, and, and so there, there is a distinction between uh, Dwayne and Dwayne's mother as far as why they shot his mother. Yeah, I see what did, you're saying. Did he just, was she just sitting there in the, yeah, oh. Yeah, because she was so, she was begging, begging him for not life. To. Holy. Uh, that's why Sarge didn't do it. <laughs> that's what, it, like, that's what felt the same to me is both of them were begging for their lives. Man. Yeah, but like, they knew. <laughs> uh, that was funny though. Uh, Dean's like sort of confirmation from Sam. Like, he's like, you're sure? Like, yeah. Okay. Bam, bam, bam. Oh yeah, all, all he needs is Sam to let him go. And Dean's going to just go on a rampage. Oh, man. I was really excited at this point, though, because I finally realized that we were setting up like we got a zombie show and I was really excited <laughs> for that. Like I was like, oh, and at that point, I think I could finally like accept w- the ridiculousness of what was going on. Because like, oh, I get it now. I get what they're going for. So like, yeah. I can just throw it all out and just enjoy this for what it was. Just a homage to the zombie genre. It also, I'm so, I'm so surprised they didn't reference the thing. Um, mm-hmm. it, it very much felt like them looking for an imposter. <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of fun. Especially with the blood. I cannot believe they did not make a, a reference to the thing. And then Dwayne shows up. And ask if uh, if his parents are where his parents are. I think yeah. awkward. Oh, and that's all. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> oh, so sensitive. Luckily, he's possessed because <laughs> that poor guy. Dean is so cold. Like that is that is a joke about Dean himself killing both their parents. Not just yep. that their parents are dead. I shot both his parents. Isn't this awkward? Dean so made that cold. boy an orphan. <laughs> I don't know. How old is he, Casey? <laughs> so Sam and Dean start arguing because Dwayne's here. Everything's playing out just like Sam's secret dream. And Dean says, I'm not happy about this. Bullshit. Dean was thrilled at the <laughs> potential for him to kill another man. He was loving it. Man. Killing machine. Except he's not, because he ends up not killing Dwayne. It makes the right The right decision. wrong call. <laughs> the wrong call for the right reasons. I think Sam is looking for some supplies to make some explosives so they can try to get out of there. And Pam decides it's time to lock herself in a room with Sam oh. and then try to infect him. Because guess what? Pam's infected. After seduce, trying to seduce him, that was a different method <laughs> i don't think she was actually trying to seduce him i think she was yeah. just trying to to like disarm him so she could get closer it's a very weird way i mean i guess that's a pretty standard way to get viruses to trans transfer but like they're so clever about it she's like i've got the scalpel all i have to do is cut my hand in his and just rub <laughs> yeah it was fantastic ex- execution before dean walks in and just kills another person. This one kind of... This was his, like, 
best reason to kill someone, I would say, out of the three. Yeah. Because she was actively on top of Sam trying to infect him. <laughs> yeah. Now everyone's worried about Sam being infected and whether or not he should be killed, yada, yada, yada. Um, and I love that they completely just drop the idea that they're marshals. And Dean's just referring to Sam as his brother now. He's calling him Sam. They're calling each other Sam and Dean. After Sarge, who has been here this whole time, was introduced to them with two completely different names. <laughs> <laughs> but no one is questioning it at all. I don't pay attention to names that much, so I probably forgot by then. <laughs> right. Frank and Brian, Sam and Dean. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you guys think of Dean confessing that he's tired of this job and of life? These actors are very good, but sometimes it's it's neat to watch the ways in which the show can convey a strong emotion without relying entirely on Jensen Ackles' acting ability. And in this scene, it was the master sergeant looked in Dean's eyes and just immediately knew there's no convincing you. You're staying. Um, and you... You, uh, as the audience, you were kind of blocked out. You couldn't really see that emotion on his face, um, but you still got that emotion conveyed. So that was neat. Um, and in that scene, um, he goes on to talk about like how he's tired, like you mentioned, Casey, tired of the job and whatnot. But another part of it seems like, oh, my little brother's dying? Like, well, I'm going to die with you then. And it's just like, I have a brother and, and this is not normal, you know? You wouldn't die with your brother because you couldn't live without him? I'd be very, very sad. Would you describe anything about their relationship as normal? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, they're brothers. Their lives are not normal at all, but, but for the most part, and I, I think that's what I'm getting at is is their relationship is not normal, and this is one of the the biggest indications that it's not a normal relationship. I thought this scene was interesting because we've seen a lot of sadness or anger emotions in the past during these types of scenes, and this one didn't seem like either of those emotions were really being portrayed. It was more just a feeling of either just defeat or just exhaustion. Um, and I really liked the, the line where he just like, he sits down and he's just like, I'm tired. And just that, that, that right there was really cool because I was just like, yeah, like you could just really like that. Those couple words really describes where he is in this job. He's just like, he's been doing this so long and he just like, he's not ready to keep going. Um, obviously they're going to keep going, but like just in the, in that moment, he was like, I'm tired. I'm going to take a rest and, you know, finish this with you. We didn't get into much detail though. Right. Cause later he asks him about it and yeah, he didn't get into much detail about being tired or what he means when he said he's tired and whatnot. But do we think it's just like that idea of what they're doing is kind of like their duty and they just, he is literally just tired. Like he, it's a weight on his shoulders to carry that responsibility. And eventually he wants to just stop 
So, Greg, you don't remember what their dad said to Dean, right? No, I'm very excited for okay. it. It's very much a part of oh, okay. why Dean's so tired, which is why he brings it up whenever he's talking about it. It's Oh, that's cool. It's very relevant. But the town is saved. Nope, not no, it's saved. Not. The <laughs> town is of. gone entirely. Well, what's left of the town? <laughs> right, what's left of the town is still alive. <laughs> and with that, Sam's immune, so everything gets a happy ending, right? The virus is gone from the blood samples. That means they won. They won? Well, what do you say? <sighs> it feels like this is one that got away. <laughs> yeah. Immediately. And that's exactly how I felt at this point. If they ended it here, I would have probably been very upset at this episode. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think the implication of the fact that there's no longer sulfur in this blood is? I don't know why... What happened happened, but I, I do take it to mean that the people that were killed did not necessarily need to die, which is woof. Yeah. Bruce, did you take it the same way? Uh, Yeah. I mean, that's how they're portraying it. My prediction's a little bit different, but... <laughs> I, I do believe that, but I also believe it's it's very similar to when Dean shoots a guy who's possessed by a demon who could theoretically be exercised. Like, yeah, it's a casualty, but it is still necessary. I take it as this virus can be turned off. So oh. at like at the end of the episode, we find out that Dwayne uh, was actually a demon because our cup's back. Blood and cup. we're using it for phone calls because all the phone lines are down. <laughs> we find out that this whole virus was a test to see if Sam was immune to it. So to me, Sam was immune. Test was over. We're done with the virus. So the virus gets like turned off. Mm. And the evidence goes away. And then we get to our final scene of the episode where, you know, pulled off on the side of the road, just having a couple beers. And Sam confronts Dean about what he meant um, when he said he was so tired. And Dean finally spills part of the truth. Uh, we don't get the whole thing this week. <laughs> but uh, we find out, Sam finally finds out that their dad told Dean something that has to do with Sam. Do you think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they, he thought he was going to die with him? Like he's like, I I need to make sure you know this, or at least know that I know something. No, because he didn't, he actually didn't even say it when they were going to die. He told them later uh, when they were just chilling. I think he would have. T- so they got interrupted during yeah. that scene, which is why it's not brought up again until now. But I think he would have told him then. Um, But like, I think he's just, he's tired of keeping the secret too. Mm-hmm. More importantly, we answered Bruce's vacation question. They go to the Grand Canyon. <laughs> <laughs> Reviews? Reviews. Reviews. I give this episode nine the things out of ten. It's so much fun. Um, Bruce, you made a good point with like, uh, there's a, a lot of death and not much reaction to it. Um, but in a way, like that kind of felt fun. So it's like, like mm-hmm. a black comedy kind of thing where it feels like Tucker and Dale versus evil or Fargo or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's a fun, like uh, who's the imposter among us is always fun. And the, you know, the moral questions of like, well, should we just cap this kid assuming he's infected? Um, it was great. Nine out of 10. Greg. Bruce. Nine out of ten demon virus zombies. Yeah. Um, I 
love the zombie genre in general of even the bad ad- adaptations of zombies. Uh, just they're always fun in it because like it brings up these awesome scenarios where we're like, um, do we kill these people who are infected because we don't know that there's, we know that there isn't a way around it. We barricade ourselves. So now we have this like social order, this uh, kind of thing going on where like you have Dean who's kind of in charge, but you have this doctor who's like, you know, the only real, uh, you know, expert around and then you have the military guys. So you get all these different dynamics in this new kind of social order. And I always love that type of uh, scenario. Um, like you said, the imposter kind of thing, like it slowly unravels from the inside. And I always love those type of scenarios. So just, uh, it was a fun concept, but it also drove the story forward and got a really good, uh, kind of drive, I guess for our mid season next episode. So nine out of 10 demon virus zombies. It's our first unanimous score. That isn't an eight. Hey. Nine blood cups out of ten. Bruce, you, you pretty much took the words out of my mouth for a lot of the reason I love this episode. Um, we basically created an outbreak or a zombie movie in this 40 minutes. Um, and we even filled in those normal archetypes that you see in the characters of the scientist, the soldier, the leader. We got it all. It was fantastic. Um, and then... Towards the beginning of this episode, we get the setup of, oh, this is going to be like um, Roanoke. Everyone's going to disappear. How are the boys going to stop it? And they don't. Mm. They lost this episode, which we haven't seen in quite a while. And I don't think we've seen it on what is essentially a Monster of the Week episode at all yet. So to the boys, they went to investigate this mystery. They didn't figure it out. They are leaving as losers which is different and really fun to see and just fun to think about from their reaction. This isn't the first time this has happened to them um, because they didn't get visibly upset or anything to it. So it's kind of just fun to think about how many other times that they haven't been able to figure something out, Um, especially after a couple weeks ago where we got to see how excellent they are at their jobs. It's fun to see the other side of that too. Nine out of 10. Next week on Supernatural, we're watching season two, episode 10 hunted after dean tells sam what their father told him before he died the distraught sam sneaks off to indiana alone very vague and it doesn't sound like it's going to be a monster of the week episode um so i'm going to predict that we are going to at least encounter the yellow eyed demon next episode okay Um, and dean's gonna kiss joe all right all right all right all right you heard it here, folks. Um, Bruce, so, I mean, let's just get ahead of it now. You nailed your prediction on when Dean would tell Sam. Bam, bam. So congratulations. <laughs> let's see if you get this uh, Dean and Joe one right. It, it makes me nervous because she hasn't been around in a while. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bruce, do you think that you will see this, that we will see this virus again? Definitely in the finale. Dean tells Sam the secret and it upsets him. So that's a clue. We know it's a thing that upsets him, which is no surprise. But <laughs> with that that new clue, tell us exactly what the secret is. Uh, Sean's not his real dad. 
Whoa. All right. <laughs> okay. The demon's actually his dad. All right. All right. For any questions, comments, or smart remarks, send them to naturalfriendspodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at naturalfriendspodcast and Twitter at natfriendspod. Thank you to our fans and our wives for continued support. If you enjoyed this, drop us a review and subscribe. Thank you for joining us. We are Natural, natural Friends. friends. Just a bill, only a bill, sitting here on Capitol Hill.